Hello, everyone, and welcome to Non-Canon File number 19. I'll be your host today, Patrick, and joining me today are my three co-hosts. Starting with my right, we have... Jonathan. That looked like your left, sorry. But that's your right. <laughs> no, I, for some reason you said... I'm Wenzel. Hey. We're on the clock, Wenzel. I'm sorry. My name Colt, and I am... Uh, and we I also am, have another yeah. special guest. I'm staring at a cat. We have Zelda. <laughs> Zelda's in the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Yeah, because uh, this this episode we're not in Tanner's house. You also know that Tanner and Cody aren't here. Um, they're disposed of right now because they're hanging off the side of a building. Yeah, disposed of. We disposed of them. Yes. Oh. So okay, we are currently I can't get distracted. I just pet the cat once. No more distractions. Yeah, so we're bringing it to you live from inside my house, which we ha- hasn't been seen since episode fifty. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yep. At least with this house, there's animals. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> so if, if, if throughout the podcast you'll hear us just cooing, uh, cooing and cuddling, this is because there's two kitty cats roaming around, and uh, they will be mentioned throughout. But today, like we said, uh, this is a non-canon final. We'll be discussing our seasonal anime. This is the summer anime review, and we have six anime series we'll be talking about today. And the first one we'll be discussing is Lord Elmaloid II's Case Files, Rail Zeppelin Grace Note. Fuck. The longest the is that title. the actual name of that? Yeah. Episode? The actual title of this anime. Fuck me. It's a me. very long title. And uh, this anime is the uh, is a continuation of the Fate Zero series, and this is a follow up. It's that, a Fate series. That's that's what it says. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I didn't know. Yeah, it I is. just put it in because I thought the title was interesting and uh, the animation looked pretty. Yeah, this uh, this this is a follow up. Takes place ten years after the Fourth Holy Grail Wars. And it centers around the life of Waver Velvet, a scholar and a mage, and his journey within the magical world of aristocracy and academia. Ooh. The only one I didn't watch. <laughs> so I, I know Colt and I, uh, we, um, we, I think we were the only ones that got to yeah. see this. And uh, what did you think of it, Colt? I thought it was very fun. Uh, like the animation, the art style was real pretty. I thought it looked familiar, but it wasn't familiar enough that I could just point it out instantly. But now that you said Fate, I can definitely see it's uh, very similar to the Fate shows that I've seen uh, parts of. But the anime itself was actually pretty interesting. I enjoyed the main character, uh, the professor guy. I don't remember. Elohim? Uh, like his uh, his personal name is Waver Velvet, but uh, after after the, the Holy Grail Wars, he ascended to a place of prominence in the dismantle aristocracy. And he goes by the name of Lord L. Malloy the second. L. Malloy. Malloy. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was a little slow at first because uh, it was just getting into the characters and showing people off. But uh, it started to really pick up whenever they were trying to find the cat murderer. Because, because um, uh, uh, Velvet, he's a very sort of like standoffish, um, stuffy individual. Uh, I, I don't know anything about the Fate Zero series, but just from, from what we picked up during the uh, episode, that he still has some lingering effects from the war. There was a person he was sort of he looked up to who apparently had passed away over the course of the war, and he's sort of like filling in their footsteps. And there is there's a bit of like this uh, aristocrat like power play going on. Like he has been giving like a a position in the aristocracy as, as a mage, as someone who's uh, ascended to this place in, after the war, but it, 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 he 
he comes to find out it's sort of like a hollow position and there's all these other players trying to like make their own move within this giant government and it can sort of takes place in this magical university where where he's a professor and he's uh he's accompanied by a um like a a young ward like a girl he has found that he has some sort of uh, some kind of some sort of usual unusual past with and she kind of helps him sort of open up a little bit once he discovers a cat and over the course he sort of he comes he comes out of his he had out of his shell and th- and through this cat he sort of becomes more uh kind and empathetic but the cat is killed um <gasps> Because apparently there there are all all like I said all these forces are kind of conspiring against cat. him. There's a cat right there. <gasps> For years she's she's not thinking about cat murders. <laughs> As she stares off into the void. Yeah, she was looking at her. <laughs> As she walks away, is her low sagging cat breasts just sway in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> They're really swinging by. Where? That's the second cat. The she's, other cat's running through the blinds. Yeah, doing it her own thing. And because the reason why you're the hunting down um, this person because he they put a curse on the cat as a way to get to get close to the to waver velvet, and he, he he picks up his young ward and two of his students to, to go find uh, the criminal, and through like through a, a daring car chase because even though this world takes place with like magic and sigils and seals, it's also kind of modern day London? Yeah, I was yeah. a little, I was like, what the fuck? Why is there a sports car? What's happening? Kind of like uh, Harry Potter. I guess. <laughs> because like, he's, because uh, Velvet's in like this, I don't just Maserati, and he's like chasing down like this um, kind of like cocaine lord with Ooh. like his open shirt and like gold chain, and he's <laughs> and he has like a big briefcase of cash, and he's like, haha, I got that Velvet guy, and then uh, Velvet's in like you know his Aston Martin, just you know Fast and the Furious <laughs> shit, just driving up to him, and his three like magical sidekicks start kicking over. One kid has a supernatural magic sense of smell, hmm. and, and he he's a- like smelling his master. He, he starts says uh, he smells his master. <laughs> his, tells him he smells real good. I can smell his ball sweat. <laughs> and and, and, smells and, and then the, uh, the the smelly <laughs> kid, he his brother has like. An animal magic that allows them sort of to grow like magical appendages. So he, even though they're in this, the world's fastest uh, sports car, the kid jumps out of the car, grows some magic cat arms and legs, and just like catches up to the uh, conspirator and just s- slices through the car with his magic. Okay, and wait a minute. The animation <laughs> was absolutely fucking beautiful. The car is CG, not the best CG, but the actual animation of his legs running along that road to cut the car in half was really fucking beautiful. You know, I'd have to see it, but like, that doesn't. The car's obviously faster. Why the fuck would you get out? Well, they, <laughs> well he ran faster. It's not like it was obviously faster if he ran faster. Well, I mean, yeah, but like that's just because it's fucking anime and it's exaggerated. Yeah, I mean, it's magic. Oh yeah, that's true. Because they they have to have have to have a moment within the show that everybody shows off their abilities. And this kid's like, I'm animal magic. And you guys are like, let me just slow down so you can just take off with your magic cheetah wait a, legs. But wait a minute, if you say it's magic, but he's using the properties of animals, then he has to be true to the animal properties he's borrowing. No, he doesn't. It's magic, and it's an anime. And also, he has a sports car. God, I wish you would just stop. For once in your life, just being so fucking mean to me. Okay. <laughs> no, fuck you. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. Why would you do that? 
<laughs> Sorry, <laughs> little midsummer bit for you. <laughs> go it, it, go uh, see it. Midsummer's coming out or has been out, so go check that out. Uh, it's a fun ride. Don't watch it with your parents or uh, with your children. <laughs> yeah, it, it, definitely. It, if you're if you have um, sensitivities to like, to violence, like explicit gore and explicit uh, sex and nudity, uh, maybe look at the reviews before you head out to the theater. Yeah, if you have some alone time. Watch it. Oh yeah, go in a theater. Nobody's there. Do that. Or or go with a theater that has a ton of people in it because I bet it's even more fun. Because I mean, our theater was pretty fun. People yeah. laughing the whole way through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty nice. But uh, back to anime. Well, back to the anime. Um, they they catch they catch the the uh, conspirator. And this is actually episode zero was the first one released. Ah. So it's it's a bit mm. of like I guess a prequels yeah like how it actually gets started so um even though i don't know a thing about the fake zero series it was definitely intriguing it had a had nice animation uh, i thought that ba- the backgrounds of, of the scenes were very well they were super detailed super detailed like you see the grain in the wood and everything's just like very well done just imagine like all the ivy league universities and like england and you sort of get the idea about how all this is constructed but also imagine like stained glass windows and magic seals kind of floating around that's essentially what it is oh yeah like modern day london so yeah 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 okay so uh that's the first one and the next series well, oh, well just... before we go uh f- tanner usually does his thing where he's like would you continue watching this uh personally no probably not mainly because i don't know jack shit about the fate series it was very interesting it was the thing first thing i've ever seen about the fate series that actually made me a little bit more interested in it but uh i probably need to go watch something else before i jump to this because i don't know what the fuck anything is from what i know of the fate stay night fate zero whatever the fuck it's called it's very interconnected yeah and you and while like it seems like each show is kind of segregate it's also like interconnected so you won't necessarily get yeah yeah i heard like whenever they announced this i heard it was like a pretty big fucking deal and I, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I feel like just for the sake of like what like we had on our list and stuff, I have to check it out just to see what you know all the what you guys talked about. But I, I, not having any knowledge of Fate Zero or anything, it's just I don't know. I don't know what I if I, I mean, ever watch it. I'll probably jump onto the first episode to see what it's like, and if if I'm not really feeling it, I'll probably no. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I just don't think I'll get on that. <laughs> She's just right on your notes. <laughs> Zelda's trying to make a bed out of my notes right now. <laughs> oh, can't baby. sleep on the show notes, Zelda. Oh, she's tired. <laughs> she sleeps all day. 18 hours a day, Winslow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tired. It's, Let's get started it's her very fifth. tiring to be tired. Her fifth nap. <laughs> but uh, one last word on Elmoy. I Like you said, I... I it looked well done, but I don't really have any intention of following through with it because there was, I can feel it just wasn't a lot there for me to, to interest me, even, even as someone who has no prior uh, knowledge of, a, of the property. But if you are interested in the in the Fate, uh, the Fate Zero series, uh, by all means, check it out and, and let us know. Yeah. I think you would like it if you are into the Fate series because uh, it was pretty good. You know, maybe... <laughs> 
<laughs> we always have this bit where we want to get a mascot for AYCH, and now that I think about it, we'd probably be super just fucking distracted because I can't stop looking at this old lady <laughs> that's sitting right next to Pat. Because she just she literally just slumped down, and I just see Pat like move over because she was just so heavy. Because <laughs> I, 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 as I was talking, I felt her just plop, just like drop all of her weight. <laughs> and when she did, she let out a little meow. Yeah, it, it's oh man. Back to anime. Yeah, sorry, we're getting really distracted. Maybe this you're is- getting distracted, and you're distracting everyone else. Cole, I'm gonna need you to calm the fuck down, Mister. Uh, I don't know. Why to- would you do that? I don't. I don't know what to say to you, Cole. Mister, like the only good thing about Given was the dog. We're not there yet. Shut I know, up. but we're, fuck we're, you. We're about well, speaking of Given. We're gonna talk about Given. Okay, let's go. Well, Given is the second anime. And Given is a, is about a irritable uh, high school musician named Uenoyama, and uh, how his life changes when he meets an unusual young man carrying a red Gibson guitar. I loved it. It was like just that first bit of where he he tries to go find a place to nap, and that got that kid is just sitting there with his guitar, and he's just super sad because the strings are broken, and he won't move. So. The main character just gets so pissed and <laughs> changes out the fucking strings. I love that because it's like there's there's times where like I'm trying to sleep or trying to take a nap and somebody asks me to do something. I just get super mad, do it super efficiently, and then I just go back to sleep. And I love this. I love the the guitar playing as well. Like the the music bit was very good. Yeah, the music parts are real good and the dog parts are real good. Yeah, but uh, from like. Do you want to give a, a little synopsis you, or, or well, you, you did like you introduced the, the, the go a bit a bit more in depth um, the story opens with the um with the uh, with the with the young man with the guitar uh he, he's in he's in his uh, apartment and he goes to leave and uh, at the dog bit there, he, he has a very fluffy little dog that yips as yeah. he, he says he says goodbye and he goes off to school and then it cuts to the main character Uinoyama, who's like he's very irritable he's very like I don't want to be here I'm t- I'm I'm just out of it and uh he's trying to get away from all the people that are pestering because he's just kind of in a weird funk in his life he doesn't know what he wants to do high school's hard (laughs) and uh like like we said he he meets this kid who's just sort of lounging in his um usual napping space which is apparently an abandoned stairwell in this massive high school (laughs) what what i thought was weird until until they revealed that uinayama was actually a musician he's just like i'm so irritated i'm just gonna run and find uh guitar strings and just restring this guitar it just i was like did he just know how to do that just a random kid in the street yeah gosh it was it was really good just like he had the tools with him and everything and then, then, he's, then he plays the guitar a little bit, and the um, the the new kid, he's like, he's just kind of entranced by it. It's like, oh, please teach me, and he just he pesters him about. It. He like he just literally follows him around like a, it, like a little dog. Yeah, that's something that they that they uh that they joke about during the show is like how uh the main character he's like he goes to his band practice because he's he's in a band of course because he's essentially like a guitar prodigy and um he goes to his band practice and the kid follows him and then the guys uh, the drummer is like was like who's this and he's like i brought a lost puppy with me he's, and they're just like what does that mean <laughs> but it's it's very good i i know i know cole didn't really care for that but i like there's those like cute moments like that of like it's, of, i i i never 
like I don't. It's yaoi trash. I mean, I don't see this. So like me seeing this like for the first time, I I enjoyed it very much. If, after you watch this, you will have watched ninety percent of yaoi anime. Maybe that's all I need. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> like, needs their first one, and then once you watch that first one, you'll not want to watch anymore. Um, I do think it's interesting though that like they just straight up name drop like these big companies: Gibson, Fender, Marshall. Um, I, but I, I do think uh, there was a part in there where he's listening to music, the main character, and um, he listens to what appears to be the most recent, not most recent, the uh, one that came before the most recent Arctic Monkeys uh, album was um, AM, and uh, he holds it. But I don't think it said Arctic Monkeys. I think it said Artistic Monkeys or something. I, I thought it said Arctic Monkeys. If, if, plus, if they have, I guess, the right to use, like, Gibson and Fender, like these name brand names on these like instruments, and and they I guess they got the clearance to maybe use, you know the the names of the bands. And plus, this is Japan, so like, you know, I guess American copyrights don't quite extend to a Japan. Yeah. If, if like in JoJo, they have all these characters and things named after explicit uh, bands or artists, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they change when they come back to the states. Yeah. So that's, that's that's the land of copyright. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, the only reason why, because like I said, I thought it said artistic, but like immediately just from the color of the album and then the font, I was like, oh, that's fucking Arctic Monkeys. But um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this. Um, there's there's just a really good moment where uh, the main character is, um, because he is having trouble finding direction in his life, whenever he starts doing band practice, which is another good moment because two of the band members, the bassist and the and the drummer are both like, we have to impress this fucking kid. And, uh, they go, they go pretty much all out. And then the, the guitarist, he, uh, he goes out all out too. And it's just like the, the detail in like him changing chords and his finger movements is very good, especially on the base, the basses as well. And, um, I really enjoyed it. I feel like when, when, the, during the band scene, especially when, uh, is playing guitar, he was he was CG in certain moments, so I feel like some, they had like mocap on. For Maybe, like, for Pro- most likely, and then also with the the uh, the instruments as well. Those were um, those were CG, definitely, but mm-hmm. they still looked very good. It's very well done. I um, it's I feel like it's 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 just under what we saw like Carol and Tuesday. Yeah, Carol and Tuesday's peak, like, Car- at the I- moment. That's not a peak, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like it's just right under it, but like. Honestly, though, watching watching them and like seeing how like beautifully done, like I mean, they they really did good with the detail and like the Telecaster and then the Gibson. Uh, I know it's a hollow body. It's the, I, I know what guitar you're talking about. Yeah, I can't it, think of the name, but they look so beautiful. And then watching like watching them play and the movements and stuff, it, it made me want to play. I was like, fuck, I want to just rip out the guitar and just start playing again. Do it. Yeah. Do it. So so overall, uh, I I did enjoy the show. Um, it like it, it it is um very clearly setting up to be a um like a boys love anime where it's it's very obvious that the uh, Unayama the, the guitarist and uh, the boy he comes in contact with they'll, that they'll get together in some yeah. way what, whether or not it's like one of those like you know gay baiting shows like like um free or something but then but then they they may actually get together in the end and it, if so that's good but um the where it stands and like the hallows of like yaoi anime who knows hmm. but um it, it was it was a fine show um I, I i'm not sure if i'll pick it back up but maybe something i'll, I'll check back in on to see how yeah it is. i i i would like to see the second episode but 
I mean, I, I say I really like it, but also then again, like it's not just something I would want to put on my like daily schedule or weekly schedule. Yeah, like it's it's a nice enough story, but it's not like I guess super compelling. Yeah, especially with what the rest of the stuff on this list. So. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, something that's a, that's a bit more uh, energetic. Yeah, in terms of storytelling and visuals. And uh, uh, the ending, the ending is absolutely amazing because oh. it's a Pomeranian. Just being a Pomeranian. It, it's literally the dog we see in the intro, but it's just walking down uh, a road. <laughs> He's just walking around, just chasing the butterfly. Because I, I remember, I, I, I saw um, Colton Wenzel uh, talk about how good the Givens an, uh, anime uh, intro or outro was, and I was like, okay. But then, literally, when I saw the dog, just like being cute walking around, I just said, oh my god. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> just like a quiet, just gasp. Yeah, how, exactly. How adorable it was. I, I mean, I was, I was, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> so, uh, so starting starting with this episode, I say every season anime we watch, we have a cutest dog award, and it's going to Ooh, this one. Yeah, well, yeah okay. Obviously. So. Okay, sorry, I keep scratching my throat, and I, I'm like doing it so close to the mic. I, I'm so sorry if you're hearing it. I'm trying not to. I'm wondering why you're sticking your fingers down your throat. That's not that's how. Pretty it's, fucking weird. Okay, that's not how it's going. His throat sits on the inside. <laughs> God, I can't. Okay, I can't stop. Uh, go, go. <laughs> All right. The third anime we'll be discussing is uh, Grand Belm. It's uh, it's a story about a young about a young girl who, in a moment of absentmindedness, her results in her being transported to a world of magic, mages, and mechs under the light of a red full moon. I'm. I. Uh, I mean. The mech designs are very... They remind me a lot of uh, Gundam SD. And if you don't know what Gundam SD is, it's the Super Deformed. That's what the SD stands for. Gundams. Where they're tiny little baby versions of the big-ass murdering Gundams, but it's made for kids. So it's the cute yeah. version. You know, um, when I first saw these, because I, I didn't know what the anime they were for, and that's what I originally thought these were. Gundam SDs. But, like, they're, they're not... Like, they're also less details but i'm not really a fan of them but the thing is they were less detailed but they were fully animated they weren't cg yeah that's they true they weren't cg and the animations were actually really good i have to, I, it was like non-stop action though it was like non-stop yeah. action and there really wasn't much story other than the part egypt names yeah there was the egyptian name there was a part in there where they um where they have to ex- they have to explain because this girl is just she doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and then I you don't have know a, what's going on. yeah, I don't ha- I don't know what's going on either. And then you have these people in mechs that are like, "Who the fuck is this?" And they try to kill her, and it's just like, "What the fuck is going on? Why are there robots?" And then they're all like, "What are robots?" And it like doesn't make any fucking sense why you wouldn't know what a fucking robot is. But then later we find out that everybody's from uh, pull from different worlds, I think, um, or at least different. No, from different worlds. I'm pretty. I sure. I thought they're they're all from this 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 one like magical world. But the the gimmick of the show is is that all these you know you know prepubescent girls are in this like monthly tournament to sort of like gain access to this well of magic Mm -hmm. because apparently in in this setting thousands of years ago uh magic was it was everywhere it was prolific everyone had access to it but over time no human i guess human nature they used it for warfare so seven uh, of the strongest wizards got together and contained the entirety of the world's magic inside of this like floating island. castle island, yeah. and uh, they, and then what little magic remains sort of sort of is um, contained within these mechs. These sort of like 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 I said, very uh, short uh, mechs. To, just to give you an idea, they kind of look like 
a normal torso of like a Gundam or mech, but it has like stubby little arms and legs, but they have like guns and lances and you know any sort of weapon paraphernalia. And uh, basically, once a month on, at the start of the full moon, uh, all these girls are chosen to 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 wield these mechs and fight in combat. And the winner of the monthly tournament gains access to that magic for that month. Yeah, and it's like... I didn't catch any of that when I watched it. I don't know what the fuck I watched then. I mean, <laughs> I watched it, but I don't remember any of this. Yeah. I mean, I will say that, that that is a criticism I would lobby against the show, is that there is a lot of action, but it's super frenetic. It's like, it's just constantly like lasers and blasts and jumping from one mech to the fight to the next. So it, any sort of sort of plot kind of gets lost and just like the kind of the chaos of, of it all yeah the i mean the, like i said the only time that you get plot is like when uh after all the big fighting's done you um there's a moment where the uh, main character interacts with the only girl who was actually trying to like who wasn't uh aggressive towards her she, like she was actually trying to protect her um that's the only part you really you get story where um she discusses everything but even then like i i fucking zoned out it was just it I mean, it was just—I don't know. It was just really boring. And I mean, I don't—I know the—I know the island in the middle has its own name. It's like Maginatus or something. But um, but yeah. And also, all the girls—they are all ancestors of the mages who um, who or who sealed up all that magic. So anybody who gets sucked in to the uh, that world, they're all that one of the, one of them. Each of them are ancestors of the seven mages. So, yeah, and um, this girl, the main girl, and the girl that she was with, they both share uh, names that represent the moon. Because the, the main girl, her, her name is Mangetsu, and the girl that saves her and sort of introduces her to the setting of the world, her name is Shingetsu. Yeah. And I, and I don't know what the names mean, but I know in Japan, they have a specific word for all 30 phases of the moon. Mm, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Zengetsu. Bleach. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, and then the uh the main girl um she gets her own mech, which I've seen so many times, and now I know where it's from. It's from this anime, and um she ends up killing all the mechs. Also have their own abilities and magic as well. Like the uh Shingetsu, her mech has guns, and then the mech that she was fighting has like some kind of axe, spear, a halberd with like, and it uses a lot of different like uh she uses a lot of different seals or whatever, and then. This one girl that was attacking the main girl, Mongetsu, she uses some type of, like, boomerangs, I think. Boomerangs and, like, wind and, and owls. owls yeah. Bit. There's a lot of different motifs these all yeah. um, mechs have. Uh, and she ends up fucking annihilating her. <laughs> because the main girl, of course, she's the main character girl, so she gets the most powerful thing. But he summons this lightsaber and shoots, like, the biggest fucking energy beam in the world and just, like, carves out a... a 15 mile gash in the world yeah it like and was pretty op and we've seen so many powerful attacks beforehand and it's like you get this and it's like fuck how can you get higher than this well we're about to find out yeah we're about to find out because it leaves the first episode leaves sort of on a cliffhanger because she kills the um i'm assuming she kills the the owl girl and then her her sphere or whatever she's contained in lifts up and goes to the magic island well thing so, I guess like that. That's like once they've all been defeated, they go get lock in place. To, I guess there are all keys, and uh, once they're all, all seven are assembled, they unlock the magic island. Yeah, which makes you wonder like how's that? How's you know Shingetsu and Mungetsu gonna come down? Because also a lot of the girls uh, develop alliances as well. So, Hunger Games. 
pretty much. That's why I thought. I was like, this is Hunger Games. I I, I will agree with Wenzel in the fact that I wasn't like super compelled by it. like I I did like the idea of like it's magical girl genre, but with mechs, which I, which is new, which I don't We've think I've, I've seen like personally. That. Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't really too blown away by it, but it's just, it's not bad. It's no. just I just. I won't probably keep up with it. No. Like I'll I'll watch the uh, animation tidbits that's posted to Twitter, the good ones. Cuz yeah. like that this anime, I feel like it's going to be good for uh some nice animation. Yeah, there was uh there was moments where like when they're fighting, there it was just super slick animation. It was really good, but other than that story-wise and just um and and again, the the mechs themselves is like they're very like they're very much Gundam SD and there's not, not really detailed. Not at really all. detailed at all, and it's just like which I guess it made it easier to animate. But yeah, I like the highly detailed mechs. And uh, I'm, I'm sure this will be one of the series they'll have like a plethora of model kits, and and it, and it that is that is that Su your aesthetic, that Su your style. You know, by all means, dive right in. Yeah. So um, if if you're into if you're into magical girl anime, if you're into mechs, you know, give this one a look, see. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and maybe you'll like it a bit more than us. And if you do, that's that's fantastic. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah, Pat, maybe that's a little too nice. We mm, we kind of don't care if you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. All right, uh, the next series we're talking about is Fire Force from the creator of Soul Eater. Oof. And uh, Fire Force takes place in a world where human beings live in constant fear of spontaneous human combustion. Which is our which world is right a, now. <laughs> which is a very... Real uh, fear. Valid fear. <laughs> but what makes uh, the phenomenon so different in this world is not only do people uh, burst into flame at any moment, but they become these mindless, raging monsters called Infernals. And it's up to a group of highly trained combatants known as the Fire Force to uh, put out the fires, defeat the Infernals, and discover the secret of this uh, combustion epidemic. Yeah. And... Wow, it looked sick. It looks absolutely beautiful. The uh, world that they're set in, it feels almost steampunkish. Yeah, that's something like besides the color palette, like there's like it's it feels like it very industrial. Yeah, very industrial, but also like very much like influenced by like Catholicism because because part of the like part of this whole thing with the infernals and the society is like it's very much religious but they don't worship god they worship the god called soul which is just you know sun sun and um but like there's also stained glass windows and there's a lot of like religious icon icon iconography yes thank you literally one of the main characters is a nun yeah, literally one of the main characters is a nun and every time they're about to kill an infernal and they know they're about to kill it they have to start a prayer and um yeah and it's just it's very it's very interesting and also the color palette's very uh, like reds uh, darkish autumn like not autumn but like very darkish reds colors and stuff yeah it's it, it, comparing to um the creator's other series soul leader it's it's very much a more i don't i don't want to say subdued but you know there's a, there's like a really fanciful uh idiosyncratic design in soul leader and this one definitely hues a bit more realistic and sort of real world and it's like environment and set design and and, and plus for me this was an interesting uh change of opinion for me because i remember reading the fire force manga being compelled by the general premise 
but for whatever reason, the manga just didn't click with me. But watching the anime, I'm very much invested now. Yeah. Because this, there's a level of animation that is very high in this show, and it makes me very interested to see where it goes. And it's like it was like Demon Slayer for me last uh, season, where the manga just kind of felt like an average shonen, but just uh, the level still goes in the anime, it completely changed my opinion on the series. And, yeah, every time I, like, I, I, w- I was always tempted to look at the Fire Force manga, but, like, I just, I don't know, it just always fell flat for me, but, like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, you couldn't see that, but, uh... Zelda was primed to hop on the, the podcast And table. literally, Jonathan, it took Jonathan and Pat to fucking bo- use both hands to hold her down from <laughs> launching her. She was about to like smash on the table, <laughs> knock some stuff off. <laughs> okay, Fire Force. Um, yeah, it, it looked really cool, especially the main character. His name is uh, his name his name is Shinru, and um, oh, was, it, was it Shinra? Like, uh, I, I, I thought it was like Shinra, like the uh, god Final of Fan- uh, destruction. Is that no. Shinra? That's no, Shiva. 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 I know. Shiva. I was thinking more like the corporation from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I'm S H I N R U. I think his name is spelled Shinra. And um, but he, his um, his gimmick is that he's uh, he, he wants to become a a fire force um, combatant because when he was a child he was sort of blamed for the deaths of his mother and baby brother due to there was a there was an infernal attack. But he has the ability to control his flame. Not only control his control flames, but generate them as well. Because in this setting, uh, there there's the um, the inferno, which is called the first generation fire users, because they're just mindless, out of control monsters. There's people who are second generation uh, fire Pyro, users yeah. who can uh, manipulate flames, but they cannot produce them on their on their own. And Shinra, the main character, he's third generation, and he can produce these flames. He can manipulate them. And he attacks by um, producing flames from the soles of his feet. It's what he propels himself to the air. He can fly. He can produce like these very dynamic, you know, powerful kicks. And it looks so badass. It looks absolutely Lo- like beautiful. there's there's this first scene where we we are introduced to him. Which honestly, if he didn't have any, if his eyes weren't special or his teeth, he honestly would not stick out because he looks he looks pretty basic. Because he has like he has like red eyes and sharp teeth, and he also has a nervous tick. Whenever he gets, he feels intimidated or he feels scared. He has, he gets a nervous smile, and the reason why so many people are sort of prejudiced against him because he, he has like whenever he's afraid, he has this like very sort of menacing grimace, and people think he deliberately started the fire that killed his uh, killed his family, and he's been working his whole life to sort of overcome this stigma in the community. And to prove to other people that he's not a monster, that he he can be, you know, a hero, a hero. Yeah, which is which is what he says. He joins Fire Force because he's like, I want to be a hero. Because whenever his his mother was raising him, uh, she put a little cape on him, and he was like, I want to be a hero. And like, you know, she she was very supportive, and it was like that was when he smiled. And but then after his mother gets killed and his brother, which he he's you know nobody knows that it was an infernal attack, like. Everybody thinks that it was because he finally developed his powers of being a third-generation pyrokinetic. That was him, but like he knows that there was something else in the flame with him. And um, but yeah, and just that ner- just that smile is just like 
I don't know. I, I really enjoy his uh, the the story, uh, the character story. I, I I feel like it's very much more compelling, and it's much more interesting too because it's like, or this just this story in general for Fire Force because it's like, why the fuck are people just bursting into flames like that? That's not good. <laughs> and like, also the uh, intro is fucking fantastic, especially like you get little, I guess, tidbits of like what are. T- probably to be future infernals that they'll probably fight and future characters future characters as well but like the infernal designs look cool like i mean you think like what like how what what more can you do with guys on fire you can do a lot apparently <laughs> because like the, the first infernal uh senior in this team fight is sort of like this long lanky woman she, she was formerly the the wife of a foreman in this factory and then she just went and then she just turned into a monster and that and that's something that really comes up throughout the series it's just like this paranoia mm-hmm. that literally anyone at any moment can turn into this monster and there's nothing anything can do about yeah it. you can only kill them because it, they can't be reverted back to a person they have to be killed mm-hmm. and they're very and they're very much reliant on their religion as well to help them like bring them at peace it's like like we said because it's, it's a it's a five member team there's their captain who who has no powers. He just has like his own uh, like like fist. a cool ass pile driver like uh, fist gauntlet. Yeah, it, it has this, like, this big like um, bunker buster kind of like equipment mm-hmm. where it just drives a big spike into their core. And uh, he's the captain. He ha- he has no power. He just uses his own physical strength. He has like this kind of almost like a knight's mask. He basically puts over yeah. the fights. There's a girl. She um they call her the witch because she she can manipulate magic. She has a little witch's hat. There's the second, the command. He and he, she's buff as shit. She, oh yeah, she's fucking she's, she's buff. She's pretty burly. There's the second command. He's he's no nonsense glasses guy. Um, he's he, second he, generation as well. Yeah, uh, he, he can use his power, but he, he just he but he hates using his power. So he, he just uses like guns and has machine guns and pistols, and he just like unloads on the monsters. <laughs> yeah, which he, like like I feel like. If you're fighting fires, I feel like that would just exacerbate the problem. Yeah, like instead of making it better. But no, he's just like da, 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 da. which I mean, it looks cool. And yeah. rounding out the team is the uh, the nun, uh, Sister Iris, and the nun sort of like they don't they don't have any powers, but they're sort of like there as the like the liaison between the the, the civilians and the uh, the fire force because like they they use their you know their religious training to sort of like appease the people, sort of like help them, and also sort of like pray for the the soul of the person that they're there they have to essentially you know put down yeah and um no it was, it was um it was a badass show yeah uh, especially that final fight between shinru and the uh factory worker's wife infernal as uh, soon as he kicked into overdrive with fuck. his heel like i was hype as shit whenever he was getting this heel flame fired up but as soon as he kicked off it was instant chills yeah and like you can see his face like the um the uh, immense like pressure, I want to say, or like from him, like the force. He's going G, G yeah, force, baby. yeah. The force from him, like picking up speed. It looks so good, and him just like kicking her right in the fucking chest in the core. And it's just so funny too because it's like it's literally the show is literally fighting fire with fire, and it's and I, I love it. Uh, one thing I did, I, did, I did like about the show, like when like he's a suit, like Shinra is like super hype and just ready to go. Like, you know, kind of like a, like a typical shonen, but as soon as he gets to the actual firefighting for the first time, he completely has, like, a panic attack. Yeah. Because, like, because he, he, he flashes back to when his mother died in that fire, and he's like, oh. And I feel, I feel like that's something you don't see too often, like, where the main character just, like, has, like, oh, I, like, 
their enthusiasm carries them a long way, but then when they actually get to the thick of it, they realize, oh, I don't really have much uh, in ways of, of coping with this. Yeah, but like, and then it like, but then when he finally gets out of it and he finally shows his abilities, it's like, holy shit, this is a third generation pyrokinetic. And I really like the team dynamic too, as well. Like, whenever he does have that panic attack, it's like the captain is like, if you're held down, we're all held down. So come on, we gotta, you know, we gotta go. And it's like, it's just. I don't know. I really, I really, uh, really enjoy them. I really enjoy the captain, buff dude. <laughs> he's, he's just like even when he's interviewing, he's just like constantly he's training. He's like pumping iron and like working out. And it's like yeah, yeah, I'm doing my paperwork, but also just like ab crunches or something. Yep. Also, uh, machine gun guy, no horny allowed. You cannot no, be no. horny in his area. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry. Um, show horny. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is yeah. This, this is created by Soul Eater, so expect. Some fan service. There's literally a scene where the, uh, the the only two females on the team are taking a shower together. So <laughs> nobody else, just them. So 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 no. So if if you know that, know what you're walking into. And um, uh, one last thing about about uh, Fire Force, the uh, the outro is is a is a is a gorgeously animated. It's done in a different style and a yeah. different color palette, and it, it's it's a, it basically sort of gives a a backstory to the nun Iris, how she was she was part of a convent, and apparently. Everyone in her convent burst into flames and became infernal since she was a sole survivor. And then the fire first force took her in as their, uh, their I guess, their religious Nun, artifact. Priests, yeah, yeah, it, it's really good. Check it out. So uh, as for as for the table, we all uh, what was the overall feeling? Keep, 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 keep it up. up. Yeah, keeping up, up with keeping it. Up. Whatever. Fuck, it's so good. I'm interested. I'm not as hype as everybody else, but pretty cool overall. Okay. All right, going on is the next uh, series we're discussing is Doctor Stone. Hell yeah! Which uh, <laughs> Doctor Stone is about um, a high school genius named Senku Ishigami, and uh, him him dealing with the uh, after effects of a mysterious uh, event that causes the entire human race to uh, turn into stone statues. And when he wakes up 3,700 years in the future, he has to use the power of his ingenuity and science to. To bring humanity out of the Stone Age and back into the modern era. But yep. you're forgetting about his dumb friend that screams a lot. Uh, Taiju Oki, his uh, his his uh, his friend who has no brains, but he's full he's full of heart and vigor. Yeah, he, he is very lovable. Yeah, no, like them, like them together, their their dynamic, and then just seeing like it's it's the best, best besties, best friendship ever. Like man, like at first when you're introduced to Senko, it's like. Man, it's like he seems like a dick, but no, he's like all for like Taiju, and Taiju's all for Senku, and I love it. <laughs> but they, they have like they have a very like sincere bond and dynamic, and, Sen- and Senku is very like he is very abrasive. He's like he, he he's he's sort of like that you know think about scientists like he's so smart. He's he's just an asshole. He knows everything, but but um, Senku cares more than lets on, and like Tai Taiju kind of like um, kind of keeps him grounded, like. Because if he didn't have if he didn't have that friend to sort of bring out his humanity, he probably wouldn't be who he was. He felt he probably just cold, sterile person locked away. And like Taiju helps sort of they they balance each other out. They they help yeah. each other. And um and Taiju um he was and before the event he was going to confess his love to his Yuzuhara uh, uh, Yuzu Riha. Oh Yuzu Riha. It doesn't, it doesn't quite pull off the tongue, but um. <laughs> But he goes to confess, and then the event happens, and he shields her, but everybody turns to stone. And and this is kind of a grim montage 
of you know what would happen if literally everyone on earth turned to stone like like cars crash people fall down help uh, airplanes fall out of the sky and crash like this pandemonium when everyone just kind of just uh, just drops dead in their tracks yeah this is is something i uh talked about was like how triumphant the music sounds like i love it because it's like because it's like it's so like horrifying what's happening but then also it's like showing like nature it's reclaiming like what it lost and it's like the music is like triumphant of that and i just i really enjoyed that like just i don't know the the triumphant horror i guess of it i mean the the, the overall score for the um for, for this anime is it's very good there's a lot of great musical over, over oh yeah and uh, if, if there's an o- OSC release for Doctor Stone, I would definitely like to listen to it because there's a lot of good uh, yeah. tracks in this show. Yeah, there was uh, there was actually a specific sound uh, that played whenever the event happened, where it was like a bunch of like a, a chorus, and it was just like it reminded me of um, it reminded me of something. I think it reminded me of Evangelion. I'm not sure. It was very it was very buzzing. I don't know how to explain it. It was very good though. And um but yeah, no, it's very it's 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 a very fun show because it like you know, on the surface it's like ah it's just a it's not really like as epic as most uh shonen because it's like it's about two got two or two dudes at first trying to restart humanity. It's like there's no epic battles with that, but no, like when you watch it it's really it's it's like something it's really something else and it's really fun. Like like that moment when Senku's like we're going to restart civilization we're gonna we're gonna go back sprinting and it's like we're gonna be the adam and eve of this stone age civilization <laughs> you say there's no epic battles but i can definitely see some epic well battles in the i don't want to say anything because of the uh stone high schooler guy i can definitely see some cool ass fights coming from him because um when uh t- taking it back a bit when taiji wakes up from his uh um i guess petrification he wakes up in a cave he walks outside and it's just like because because 3700 years have passed like the entire landscape's been transformed he walks out and it's basically just like this graveyard almost like all these different statues stuck in the ground jutting off the cliffside and it's kind of haunting just to see like all these people their statues are broken so like are these people dead because what what makes it sort of scary in a way is that taiju he was completely awake and conscious for the last 3,700 years in, inside of his petrification. And, you know, the, the, the one thing that kept insane was thinking about Usuria and finding a way to get back to her. So he wanders through the sort of the, uh, the wilderness and he finds Usuria and she's, she, she's still intact. But, but the tree that she was sort of braced up against, it's sort of grown up into this giant, almost like, what do you imagine Yggdrasil to like this this giant ancestral tree, tree. It, and the tree's kind of grown around her to protect her and then um he, he swears to save her but he sees a note carved into a tree and he, he it says fall fall uh fall the path down the stream and he leads him to Senku who, who woke up six months before and you know he's come he's built up himself an encampment he's got like Tools. weapons he's got pots and like he he's built up this this like little mini sort of functioning life for himself and now that taiju has like his unlimited physical stamina <laughs> they can get started to help try to figure out what this mystery is and like kind of get the ball rolling yeah his untiring vocal cords because anytime anything happens ah! he screams, which this is something me and pat talked about with the art styles like how expressive the characters are and how just that's so awesome yeah it was like I was very much taken aback by the very first scene because it's like Taiju just 
running in the door, and he has great eyebrow game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like him with his intense face screaming. I'm like, ah, I feel attacked. I mean, it definitely comes from his fucking teeth. <laughs> and yeah. like, the fact that you could see his gums, like again, very expressive, and I love it. And I love uh, Senku's hair as well. Like, Senku that, has like he has like he has full anime hair. Straight up, he has like these really long bangs. But what makes it interesting, he has like it has like this weird green fade to yeah, it. Yeah, a gradient. It's like a radish. Is that what that is? Like the oh, white that do, that top? does look like a um. Is that a radish? Or probably like a a reverse like wild onion. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, what's really cool is it's a different depending on which shot it's in, Angle, like how yeah. big and wide it is. I love it, and um, yeah, no, I just and there's a and there's something that's interesting about this. Like I, I mean, I really don't know, but like we are first like shown like instances of things turning to stone, and the first thing that start turning to stone are birds, and they just they start just falling out of the sky, and um, but then later all the humans turn to stone but birds and humans are the only animals that get turned to stone so that makes you wonder like was somebody experimenting with you know turning things to stone and then finally the big jump was to do it to humans and that's also something that senku's like this seems like fantasy but we're gonna defeat fantasy with science and like and i think what is interesting with this show is like senku's like he's just this very like hard laced um like scientist type and he's like i'm going to use scientists that break down what's happening and and like it's this this is for children it's sort of like you know like how science is important and like science can be interesting and what i think what it really drives home with this show is like science is is basically just this this human diligence yeah it's just like it's just persistence and follow through and just like the work it takes bit by bit because there's a montage where they like essentially has a theory that this um this liquid that's made from um, guano bat droppings is can break down or dissolve the petrification, and so they they spend a whole year refining their techniques from like picking grapes to, to distill the alcohol to, to combine with the nitric acid that's in uh, bat guano, and this is just it's this long trial and error process for them. It's sort it took of the, like six months. Yeah, because they went they started in spring and they went right through winter into the next spring and, like, and that montage it, it also has a, has a great track which is oh really yeah enjoy. it reminds me of royalty free montage youtube videos right. which isn't bad i no. like the royalty free music most some of it because it gets overplayed the hell in the back uh hell because fuck you can't watch a uh random science video without hearing that shit make sure you speak in front of your mic make sure i'm speaking and no you gotta I, I hear you i hear you i'm right here Okay, uh, but um, I'm right here. You, wait, are you? But I'm over there. What the fuck? Oh my god, Jonathan is over. How the fuck did he speak? I don't know how that it's picked science. up. <laughs> oh, but um, but yeah, uh, he's trying to. Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, he's trying to use the uh, nitric acid and the um, brandy uh, to make uh, nitol, which is a uh, uh, industrial solvent and <laughs> it's just and whenever they finally they finally uh they're testing it on birds and they finally break the petrification petrification of one bird i mean sanku even says like this is what science is it's just a bunch of it's a lot of ass big I, I, he says big ass no he says ass he's like he says, it's, it's, it's like pain a, in the ass pain in ass work and like i mean yeah that's what it is and it's like 
like, I mean, and there was even a moment at the very end, whenever the show ends, there's like, there's little uh, subtitles or text that says like all the techniques and everything that's used can be done foraging and stuff. Yeah, because uh, with, with with Doctor Stone, they they have it has a, it's a basically a three uh, three person team. They have a they have the artist and they have the writer. They also have a science consultant. And what what I read, even though of course you know this, this is a shonen show, so things get a little kind of wacky. But like they said, basically all the science used in the, sh- in the show is sound. Yeah. So like, it, but it, it gets really impressive because you know they, they how they show how they make you know. Like how they make the how they make like primitive distillation process for for the to turn grape juice into wine and into, into brandy and to get the alcohol from it, and then j- just the, the the scale from where what they what they're able to do going forward it's really impressive and like not to spoil anything but it's definitely worth the watch because I can promise you it only gets wilder from here. Yeah, I read- I'm here for it because it it is uh, out of all the ones we watch. Real fucking good. It's not my favorite, but it's real, real fucking good. Yeah, like after reading the first volume, I I definitely want to keep up with the with the anime. It's really good. And so, and uh, this last note, I I've been reading the uh, mangas since it started in 2017, and I've been just waiting for more people to catch on because this has been one of my favorites uh, for the last couple of years, and just to see it finally happen and um and have have an anime, it's it's been it's a great payoff, and and, and with payoff. I, you really get the sense whenever they make a big accomplishment, they finally figure something out with their with their trial and error. You you feel it like it's been like with with the expressions and just just seeing the payoff like like it, you, that that sense really carries through to the audience. Yeah, uh, to me anyway. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel it. But um, yeah. All right, All right. and the, check out Doctor Stone. Dr. Check Stone. it out. It good shit. And uh, and lastly, the uh, final anime we'll be discussing is a series called Vinland Saga. <gasps> Excuse me. Uh, yes, Vinland Saga, and uh, we will say that this is the only anime that's not on Crunchyroll. This it seems to be for the time being exclusively on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and uh, Vinland Saga is it's about a young boy named Thorfinn who must who uh, lives in 11th century Iceland, and he has to deal um, has to reconcile his f- boyhood dreams of being an adventurer with the harsh realities of the viking era yeah that those first opening scenes of like the battle on the ships was some gory shit like if you were not in the gore you probably probably wouldn't like that because it was a lot of cutting people in half like straight through no resistance but i am here for it because it was insane because um i i read the the vinland saga um manga up to a point and it's it's a it's a very good um, series. It's, it's beautifully drawn, well paced, and um, when they're released in the states, they're released like three three volumes in one book. So there's 21 volumes out in in Japan, but there's like 10 or so volumes out in in the states right now. And I very very much encourage you to pick this series up because it's a, it's a bit of a historical fiction story. Like Thorfinn, he, he's an original character, but his story uh, kind of runs parallel to like actual historical events and sort of in Denmark, in England, and sort of like the like the conflict between the English and the um, and the Nordic people. And um, what what they did change a little bit from the manga to anime is sort of like the order of the story, because in the manga it starts off with Thorfinn in his adolescence dealing with warfare, 
and then the anime they start with his childhood and sort of like him idolizing his father uh thor's and and sort of like he wants to be a great adventurer he wants to go out he wants to fight in battle but thor's you can tell he's so, he's seen all the horror of the world he's seen the, the you know the the terrible thing that war brings and he's doing his best to sort of shield uh his family from that but that comes to a head when a when an escaped slave wanders onto this property and almost dies of um hypothermia, hypothermia. and then the slave's um owner tries to collect him yeah but the slave dies anyway well yeah yeah but, but i mean but pat- the slave's owner was actually really fucking crazy like oh. the way he when he arrives to collect his slave he gets mad and he's like, "Where's my slave? I know he's here. Just bring him out." And uh, during doing so, he angers the townspeople. I can't remember if it was the guy was on his side or their side, but he it, should have wraps that chain around that guy's head. The guy it was that, it was on his side. That was because, on his side because uh, he tried to attack the townspeople, right? Yeah, because the, the, the man on his side, he kind of got carried away and like, because you know you, you can't act out you know to try to try to move make a move without your your guess your leader telling you what to do mm-hmm. and so the uh the the man half done the um the leader the owner of the slave he retaliates against his man in a very vicious way wraps that chain mother wrap that wraps that chain on the guy's head and just pulls yanks, real yanks it and hard. just completely shreds up his fucking face he was still alive it's yeah just, uh, at first i'm like that fucker dead and then it, he's just like writhing in the background the entire scene i'm like oh my god that is fucked and, and the guy is like the gracious like chain track across the guy's face and the guys and the half don holds up his chain it's just like grease with like flesh chunks and hair and yeah. so just to give you an idea how how intense this show gets and it doesn't really let up it i mean it, it has it has its moments of levity of course but like it's by and large a very dramatic series yeah just i mean just thor's the father fighting all those people, just cutting people in half, and whoever was with him, I don't remember his name. Uh, like, you find out more about that character. His name is uh, Thorkel. Oh my god, Thor! So many Thors. Thor, so many Thors. Like, well, the, the reason for that makes sense because, yeah. like, yeah, Thor, Thor is, is 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 very important to the Nordic people, and it was very common for men of that age to be named after Thor in some yeah. fashion. No, it makes sense. But um, yeah, no, he he uh, just swings his ass, axe once. Cuts the uh, what is it the, the mass of the, the ship mass of and the ship. everybody behind it clean in half yeah clean and cuts them all clean in half which you know is anime but really fucking good and really very very dramatic too because there's a moment where Thor stabs a guy and the guy's like I'm sorry Maria and like obviously He's probably crying too yeah crying and and it's just like like it's very interesting because like you see this guy who like is just very stoic shows no emotion whatsoever cutting down all these people and it's like these people have families children but you know they're they're pretty much the same thing they're all conquerors or invaders all, like that's his enemy and he has like this moment of like you know this like this very real moment like even though they're on opposite sides he's still a person and like he, he was just killed and he'll never see his family again and that's something that thor's as we find out he really wants to uh he, he knows all too well just that in in war there's like there are no sides or, or just people and there's death, and he he's and he's he sees that and he, and he wants to like shield this shield this family from it because he has on one side he's he have his son who wants to go out to fight in war because he's a young boy he he hears he hears the stories 
of adventure and, and the stories of Vinland, which, which, which we'll know is America, and like Leif Erikson, the great adventurer. And he has his daughter who lives in this world. Like it's like she bemoans about it's like why don't we have a slave? We need someone to do this work because I don't want to because they they both are living this world that's so far removed from tragedy and horror and victimization. They they don't realize the truth of what those matters have and, and like why not not neither of those things are people or things people should want because yeah. they're very terrible you know consequences to those desires i mean thor's even leaves the battle like he, he falls in the water stabs a guy and then just swims back to shore and just walks away but yeah it's i i definitely want to keep up with it i oh, think yeah i think it's very good I, it's definitely it's definitely a series to watch it might be a bit harder for some folks to get it, but like I said, it's only on Amazon Prime. But this is a series I've heard I've heard just a little bit about, and it instantly caught my eye because just like Viking culture and Viking imagery, it's it's very interesting for me. And I think this is a series that's well worth your time because it's because if you if you are the type of person who maybe be a bit um, worn out by sort of typical anime fare, I, I can promise you that this is very much something outside the you know the main path of what typical anime is yeah. and um it's, it's also it's won a lot of awards it's become highly praised and uh, even though of course there's like definitely anime moments of like action like the main guy like one of the guys cutting off a mask and everybody behind it in half there's still like a, a lot of work done into making the sort of setting and the attire and the people there like historically accurate and there's and there's a lot of detail that goes into it that I would suggest you read the manga because there's just just pages of extra information that, that the author poured into this, and it's well worth your time. It's it's very informational as well. Yeah, it, it looks to be. Yeah, and I uh, know never not not everyone got to see uh, all the series, but from what everybody saw, what you think um, did you like the best, and what you think you will continue to watch or would like to? For me, out of all the anime, I'd say I'm a good 60-40 on 60%. I, I like them. 40, not really. But uh, three that I'm definitely keeping up with, uh, Fire Force, uh, Dr. Stone, and uh, Vinland Saga. Really want to keep up with that. But my favorite of the three, definitely going to be uh, Fire Force because the colors and the animations and the sharpness of everything is just... Real fucking nice. Yeah, um, I'm the same way. Uh, number one is Fire Force for me. I love Soul Eater, and I'll probably love this. And then number two is Doctor Stone. Number three is Vinland Saga. Those are my three favorite out of all of it, and I have to keep up with them. I would probably say of all the ones I would keep up with would be Doctor Stone, and with a close second being Vinland Saga. And, uh, and for me, like of course, like everyone else, I'd be Fire Force, Doctor Stone, and Vinland. But it would be probably Doctor Stone first, and Vinland and Fire Force. They're all very strong contenders for this season, and they're absolutely worth your time. If, if you have something for people who like a bit more of the classical shonen fair, something a bit more, um, I guess, experimental with the shonen genre, and then we have something that's very, very much removed from from the typical anime fair. And I, I think if you're if you're sort of a history type. I think you will enjoy it as well, and it's it, like we said, it's a very strong lineup this season with with these with these three, and they're absolutely worth your time. Yeah, so I guess that's it. Uh, Welcome to uh, summer twenty nineteen. So, and uh, this that's been the non canon files. We thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ayc8s podcast. You can follow us on we're on 
Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, we're on Overcast, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. We have a, we have his Twitch channel, you know, uh, twitch.tv.com slash AYCH. Uh, we have our YouTube channel, which is which where all of our Twitch streams live. That's our VOD. You can go back and watch any of our old streams anytime. And um, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter and Instagram at John Lost His Name. You can follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name's Jonathan, and bye. My name's Wenzel. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Wednesday Wilkie. Follow my art Instagram at World of Wednesday. Go see Midsummer. Uh, my name's Colt. Uh, follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. And uh, just send me pictures of anime dogs. Uh, rest in peace, dog, and uh, Dr. Stone. <gasps>